and welcome to the podcast where you will heal the relationship with yourself, unlearn the limiting beliefs that tell you it's better to blend in than stand out, and realize that you are more than enough. You are incredible. I am your host, Susan Padrone, an intuitive personal stylist, an award-winning author featured in InStyle and many publications accessible all over the world. I am a tattooed queer mom who is showing up to give you the gentle nudge or emotional hug, whichever you need, so that you can give yourself the permission to be you. This is the Susan Padrone Podcast. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Susan Padrone Podcast. Today we are continuing with another episode of my client series. And I have the absolute pleasure of chatting with not just a client, but she's become such a wonderful, wonderful friend of mine. And that is Allison Drew. And Allison is a clinical psychologist. She's a Reiki master and spiritual awakening guide. And her longtime passion has been to bring her clients to the awakening and healing experiences that they're ready for in the language and modality that speaks to their soul. And she also loves being a mom to her two sweet and stylish Leo teens. And it's been such an honor for me to have Allison in my life and to be able to watch her grow and just evolve into this incredible, incredible person that she is today. And I am so thrilled that I get to share her with you all today. So thank you, Allison. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being in my life. <laughs> thank you so much for having me. And uh, thank you for giving me the little nudge when I said I'd be too nervous to do something like this. <laughs> well, it's it's truly my pleasure. And I mean, Allison has been, <laughs> I feel like Allison's always on board for any like wild idea that I have. <laughs> like, during the pandemic, my, my friend Stacy and I co-hosted a video series. Uh, well, I say during the pandemic, we're still technically in the pandemic, but uh, back in 2020, <laughs> I should say, uh, we started a video series called Creative Pause, and Allison was one of our guests, and it was just amazing to have you on there. So it just feels so beautiful and natural to have you on my podcast now too, Allison. It's like you know, whenever I ask you something, I feel like you're always willing. And I appreciate that <laughs> tremendously. Absolutely. I have so much trust in you and your process. Oh, thank you. I know you've been to, I think, just about all of my workshops that I've hosted. <laughs> in addition to all of my other wild and fun ideas. I was going to say crazy, but I, I think fun is probably the better <laughs> way of putting that. Um, so Agreed. Yeah. And Allison and I met back, as she reminded me, back in 2019. I thought that because our friendship has just grown and evolved so deeply over the years, it feels like we've known each other longer. So I'm sure it's actually been lifetimes. But in this particular lifetime, we met back in 2019, where Allison reached mm -hmm. out to me to be her stylist for an upcoming photo shoot. And we were talking a bit about that particular experience before we started recording this episode and, you know, diving into the other times that we've worked together since then and just all of those really special moments when you hired me mm -hmm. to help you really develop your style and what was going on in your life at those different periods of time. And 
how I think it's all really supported you tremendously, like into this moment, into who you are now and this like new, incredible, strong version of yourself that you're really owning. It's really amazing. Thank you. I agree. It's you've just supported me in so many different ways through the years. And I think like for a lot of people, the last four years have really been transformational. Definitely. And I I love that I have been able to be a part of that with you. And I know before you and I started working together, you actually had experience working with a a different personal stylist. So, you know, what I love to always ask my clients during this, this series that we've been doing on the podcast is, you know, what made you decide to want to work with a personal stylist? So you can answer that question (laughs) in relation to the first stylist that you work with and the, the stylist, you know, (laughs) that is myself. I'd love to hear your answers for both. If you wouldn't mind sharing. Sure, sure. The first stylist that I worked with, it must have been about 10 years ago, and it was towards the beginning of my spiritual awakening. And I um, had started doing yoga and then really cleaning up my eating. And at that point was just dropping into my body for the first time, really, and enjoying clothing and enjoying how I looked, how I moved, how I felt. Um, And it was really challenging. My nutritionist at the time referred me to her stylist. And it was challenging at first, but I shopped with her probably four different times. Um, We shopped at different seasons. And she began to help me put some basics into my wardrobe and then add some, you know, interesting elements. I remember the time in the dressing room, she said, I think you're ready to start mixing patterns. (laughs) And one of my favorite outfits, polka dot black and white polka dot shirt and these tight fitting sort of green and navy and um, black plaid pants and I just felt like I'd arrived it was it was fabulous yeah that was after shopping with her maybe three or four times and kind of pushing my comfort zone bit by bit that experience was really about just feeling like I deserved to look good and to feel good and I actually remember a client of mine who was about 20 years older than me, she commented on that transformation a few years later. And she said, I thought you just decided to let yourself be beautiful. So my clients at the time sort of watched the slow transformation. As you remember in our dressing room conversations, some of the things I, I took from that experience, I mean, it was, it was wildly um, helpful in so many different ways, shoes, makeup, jewelry, so on and so forth. Um, But it was more of a traditional stylist. She was more of like a a classical, traditional, um, quite a a bit older than me. And one of the things I came out of that experience with was this phrase, never wear a cardigan again. Do you remember this phrase? Do you remember what she told me? I was just wearing a cardigan before we, and I decided to take it off because I felt a little, no, I'm just kidding. Anyway, she said, if you wear a cardigan, Nobody is ever going to hire you for a job and nobody is ever going to want to have sex with you again. (laughs) My closet at the time was filled with cardigans. Actually, twin sets from Target, if you must know. (laughs) Anyway, that was an early experience. Meeting with you um, 
gosh, it was transformative. Like you said, I had on a whim decided to do a photo shoot, just sort of following my intuition, had no reason. It was November of 2019. And I had met a photographer at a Marie Forleo book signing event that was just, I was so happy. And that photographer suggested a few people. And as soon as I saw your website and read about the way that you worked, I knew that you were for me. Like you said, past life connection. I was like, yeah, there she is. That's her. (laughs) And so we chose probably five different outfits. Some of them, most of them I purchased, but some of them we also rented. I think back Mm -hmm. then you were doing Rent the Runway. Yeah, we we used Rent the Runway for a few of your outfits. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I remember the one time I I got this stuff in the mail. I tried (laughs) on that striped dress that is in one of my favorite photographs of myself. Yeah. And I texted you. I was like, Susan, I look like I'm wearing a bathrobe. And you're like, (laughs) don't worry. It was this wraparound, like cross. Oh my God. It was gorgeous. Yeah. Once you put it on me. Right. Yeah. It was gorgeous. You definitely needed to know make some adjustments because it was really like, it was a wrap dress, but it was also really like voluminous in, I think I feel like the sleeves or it was like awkward in certain spots. So we just did some, you know, behind the scenes, little stylist onset magic with some clips and tape. That's and right. Made it look, you know, perfect. Like it was made for you. Cause that's, that's how it goes. Yes. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. It was gorgeous. It's one of the most beautiful photos of me, which I really appreciate. One of the things I've learned from working with you is that I can just trust myself. Mm. I, oh, that's so interesting. I meant to say I can just trust you. <laughs> you also taught me. Oh, I love how that, you also oh, I love how that just came forward. Also- <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's so there beautiful. was that other moment in the, I know, isn't it? This mm-hmm. is truly, you taught me to listen to my intuition um, and to trust what feels good on me, what looks good on me and, and really how to value that, how to really bring that to the forefront. Well, I appreciate you saying that because I, I love, <laughs> I love that that's something that's really come forward for you because it's, it's important, you know, it, it makes such a difference when, when we can trust ourselves and trust our intuition Mm -hmm. and we show up differently when we do, because it's the self-doubt, it's the self-criticism and all of that, that kind of comes to the surface that keeps us stuck. And when we are able to kind of quiet though, that voice, you know, the, the ego or just imposter syndrome, anything that kind of comes forward like that. It just makes it so much easier to just go back your day and to let that your Leo rising shine, right? That's right. Your Sagittarius sun, Leo rising. Oh, I always forget your moon. I have an air moon. It's a Gemini moon. Gemini. Yeah. All fire and air. Yeah. Love it. (laughs) (laughs) So when the very first time that we worked together, there was this situation that I feel like you and I have taken turns kind of reminding each other (laughs) of this moment because it's meant so much to both of us kind of at different times in in our lives, you know, over the last four years. And Mm -hmm. 
back then, this is, you know, back in 2019, I was working with clients a little bit differently than I do now. And with that particular session, you know, I had set up a fitting room for you. You know, we were shopping at the the King of Prussia Mall (laughs) and I set up a fitting room for you ahead of time. And with all these beautiful pieces that I thought would be gorgeous on you and gorgeous for the photo shoot that we were planning for. And, you know, just doing what I do. And we started, you know, you were trying on some of the pieces. And then there was this one top that you tried on. And I remember that, I mean, well, sorry, I'm speaking for you. I would love for you to share (laughs) that experience and, you know, what happened when, you know, we were going through Mm. that process together. You do mean the green, the green Mm -hmm. top with the navy detailing? Yes. Yes. Oh my God. I put that top on. I think I, I think maybe I was facing you because you were styling it with the skirt. It was tucked yeah. into this black and white kind of tweed looking skirt. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing it justice. The skirt was gorgeous. Um <laughs> it's okay. and then you had me turn around and look in the mirror and I literally I took my own breath away. And I turned away from the mirror. I just I couldn't I I was so stunned with how I looked and I felt like I don't deserve this. I don't, this is not me. I don't look like this. I just, I was stunning in that color, in that top with the whole thing together. I mean, talk about mixing patterns. We were mixing materials. I mean, I just, I could, I couldn't, that's how I felt. I couldn't. And I think I, I teared up and really was just like, we, we took a moment in the dressing room mm-hmm. and uh and there were a couple of whoa there were a couple outfits that day yeah another one of the outfits i i called you later and said i think i need to return this this is too beautiful yeah. like I, it was great for the photo shoot but i don't deserve to keep this outfit and we talked it through and it's still in my closet and it is <laughs> fabulous it's fabulous mm-hmm. yeah i think one of the things we talked it through sort of as our session went on I realized that you were dressing me as the high, as my higher self, that yeah. you with your intuition could see the spiritual depth inside me and the spiritual beauty inside me. And you showcased it on the outside. And again, I'll say it again. I took my own breath away. I did not. When I looked in my eyes, it was like when I went to my first yoga class ever and I looked in my eyes and I thought to myself, I love you. This was like next level, you know, it was such an amazing experience. And I really didn't feel worthy. I didn't, like you said, when we were speaking earlier, I had some limiting beliefs about who I was and how I was allowed to show up. Um, Could I show up as my Leo rising self? Could I showcase my personality or should I keep, you know, hiding in the shadows? It was challenging and exhilarating. And I think what was really powerful for me to witness in in that whole experience in that moment with you was how even though all of that pure and raw emotion came immediately to the surface for you, you were also Mm -hmm. willing to work through it. You know, you didn't shut Mm -hmm. down. You were in this period, in this moment where you were acknowledging it like in real time and it was like you were shedding layers and like yeah. letting go of 
I'm like getting chills. <laughs> like you're releasing <laughs> these yeah. former versions of yourself so that you could step into that higher self version of you. And every time I feel like we've worked together, that's been, you know, something that's happened yeah. where you might have that like a little bit of resistance at first, like, oh no, like this, this isn't for me, like, or I can't do this, or I'm not worthy, or, yeah. you know, I'm not enough, all of those kinds of beliefs. And then you, you put it on, you look at yourself and you're like, no, no, this is me. <laughs> and then that like the strength comes forward. And it's this just really powerful, incredible experience that I, I don't, I don't always, I don't see that with all my clients. Like, I'm going to be honest, Mm -hmm. you know, sometimes it takes a lot longer for that to happen, you know, where they put something on, they're like, "Mm -mm, no, 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 not yet. I can't, like, I can't even have this in my closet. Not yet. But like, eventually... (laughs) there will come a time where this person of me that is evolving will be able to wear that, but it's not now, but you like condensed all of that (laughs) in like a very short period of time and experienced it. And it was, it's beautiful to be able to hold space for that kind of experience too. And um, now I'm like, hmm, I wonder if it's all of your psychology background as well as like your spiritual background <laughs> that supports those really major inner and outer shifts. I don't know. What are your mm-hmm. thoughts on that? Thank you so much for that. It's I, um, I'm really taking that in. Yeah, I would too. say it, my personality is I'm such a mix of different things, right? Yeah. I'm... I'm in some ways conservative and quiet. I'm an introvert. I'm a mother. And on the other hand, what you did was just reached inside of me. You saw the boldness of me. And truly, the people that I'm the most intimate with see how bold I am. Mm -hmm. And I feel like you just brought me right to my next growth edge. You um, didn't take it too far. I mean, that's, that's silky blouse. I mean, we were in, where were we? Lord and Taylor? I mean, it, it was, was one of those like bigger department stores for sure. Maybe Nordstrom or, or maybe it wasn't that. Not sure. Nord, Nordstrom. It may yeah. have been Nordstrom. Yeah. I mean, it's a crew neck top mm-hmm. with these tucked pleats and, you know, but it's green and it's, you know, navy and it was a Bowdoin top. So it's a yes. very classic top. Mm-hmm. But you, you took me just like, and each time when we did my closet edit for my big decade birthday, you just take me like further, further, further while allowing me to stay kind of parts of it in my comfort zone. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important, you know, and I'm, I'm sure that you see this in the work that you do too, with, you know, being able to know when to push and when to just allow people to stay within, you know, where they need to be comfortable and understanding that, that balance or even just how that shifts too, you know, when you're just Mm. leaning into that energy of the person, the individual in that individual moment too, and saying, okay, they're ready. Like they want that little 
nudge to go in that next direction, or maybe they need to be comforted and feel safe in the space that they're in. And we take just like a little step (laughs) out of it. You know, it's like how much of the body and the, you know, the spirit need to be in comfort and how much of the body and the spirit need to be in growth. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think um, what you do is you do both at the same time. (laughs) <laughs> and I think because there are so many different elements to a a whole outfit or a style, you have, you know, like some of the pants that you chose for me are so comfortable and <laughs> neutral and can go with so many things. But at the same time, they've got a little bit of a stretch to the material or a button fly or like a fringed, you know, hem at the bottom of the of the pants. And then the, you know, the boots, a different, you know, boots and shoes. And then actually, this is one of the tops that you chose for me. This is, you know, just something that I can, yeah, I get compliments on the color of this. It's something that I can easily wear um, for Zoom, you know, with clients and then transition to whatever, the grocery store, cooking dinner, you know, whatever, whatever is involved. So I I feel like you can blend both. And and you really do. I'm having a moment where I'm actually laughing at myself. Did you hear me describe myself as conservative? I did. And did uh, you hear that? that I did. So I was like fascinating. <laughs> I did laugh to myself a little bit. But it's okay. It's okay. I knew what you meant. Yeah. And I mean not literally, yeah. like at all. Like we just need a big old disclaimer there. <laughs> yes. Yes. I like this podcast, you you know that I probably wouldn't have anyone on <laughs> identifies yeah. as conservative, you know politically but no I, I know what you mean like with you know conservative definitely has its own definition when it comes to style you know and also with your, your, your personality, you know where yes, you know, there's yes. conservative and flamboyant as opposed to you know conservative in again like more of a or like religious or political kind of belief so yes no worries. Yeah, so a lot of the, um, I know, right? But, <laughs> but you know, even is my personality conservative? I don't know. Stay tuned. But, um, right? but stay tuned. But two okay. years ago, when you did my closet edit two years ago, yeah, most of my pieces came from loft. Mm. Right? Yeah. So the next time we do a closet edit, who knows? I know. I know. It's going to be an exciting, you know, it's an exciting direction, you know, to see what what's calling to you, you know, what you're being drawn to and what I am being drawn to for you. <laughs> you know, now I'm pulling clothes for you and just what feels good and you know, how much of those different aspects and elements to yourself, you know, being a multifaceted Gemini moon, you know, you have just a lot of different parts to you. Mm-hmm. You know, Gemini are not like straightforward. They're not one note, you know, they're like, again, multifaceted, like mm-hmm. a diamond. And you have all that Sagittarius and that Leo to you as well. So it's like fire and air. We need beautiful things. We need strength. We need brightness. It's just <laughs> all of the fun things that you know, yeah. I have the pleasure of playing with on your behalf. So that's always a wonderful thing for me. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
And I have to say too, Allison, about when you and I first started working together, I was still like, I don't even know if at that point I was open about being an intuitive stylist, or maybe I was, I'm trying to remember when I officially made that switch. And mm-hmm. I remember being so excited because you were so open about your spirituality. And I was like, oh my gosh, we yeah. can talk about this. Like, this is the best. Yeah. And I was like, please, please send me more, more clients like Allison, where I can just be open about all of the things that I and like deeply connect with and share about, you know, or just incorporate naturally. And you know, you told me about this app that I still use on my phone almost daily for like spiritual numbers, you know, with angel numbers. I use it all the time, you know, talking about just astrology and spirituality and spirit guides and everything. Like every, my, my spiritual journey was going through an evolution that I think was starting to, you know, peak at around the time that you and I started working together, which obviously makes a lot of sense, (laughs) you know, why we were probably drawn to each other. And, but having those conversations with you just made me feel so much more validated in being able to be open about my spirituality with my clients and not feel like I have to have them separate. So I am always grateful for you for that (laughs) like looking back on it and just you know how openly I talk about everything now even with my son I feel like it's it's all connected and I appreciate that tremendously yeah it's been really special to be able to talk about those things together and even as both of our spiritual awakening has grown and advanced and gotten more complex um it's been really nice to be able to share those things with you as well. It's your people like that are not a dime a dozen. The things that you can, yeah, people you can share the deepest things with. It's really awesome. And I'll say again, compared to working with the previous stylist that I worked with, who came with a lot of rules and guidelines, which were very helpful. You met me where I was. You taught me that I could bend the rules and create my own rules. And in fact, little bit of a non sequitur, but in terms of bending the rules, one of the favorite things I love to do with my clothing these days is to blend feminine and masculine quite a lot. So one of my favorite outfits that I wore recently is this shirt that I also found at, I guess it's Ann Taylor. It's got peacocks all over it. It's got these kind of like ruffled sleeves and I like, it's just a fabulous shirt. And then I wore over top of that a black. Would you like to see it? It's right here. Do you want yes. to see it? Absolutely. I would love um, to see it. Yeah, okay. Tell, show me this peacock shirt. <laughs> you know, I can't describe it. Okay. Here it is. I'm excited. This, look at the peacocks on that shirt. Oh now, this God. sleeve, I mean, it looks funny, but what you do is gathered here at the edge, you know, where it almost meets your wrist, but then yeah. you you tuck it up. I don't mm-hmm. know if what you would call it. You would say zhuzh, right? Zhuzh yeah. it up. You give it a little Yeah. I mean, it hangs so beautifully. Okay. So that's the peacock shirt because we are, you know, advancing spiritually. I love Layered it. And with, also- I'm sorry for the brand. No, it's okay. I, I want to describe to, you know, <laughs> if this 
particular clip doesn't make it to the gram. Describing the peacock shirt just a little bit for our listeners, like it's not your typical peacock colors either. It was like a lot of really vibrant purples and reds and blues as opposed to just, you know, the blue green variety that you normally see in a peacock. So it's even more vibrant and striking than just a regular peacock print. And then the style of sleeve that Allison was describing too, it has like a little bit of elastic around the the wrist, right? Which allows you to tuck it up to the bend in your elbow. And then what happens is it creates a little bit of like a bell sleeve. So it looks like it's loose from the shoulder to the elbow, kind of creating this like flared effect. But it also has the gathering in there too, which makes it just even more stylish and fun. So that's the peacock top, but please continue. <laughs> I love that description. I could not have said all of that. Yes. <laughs> You're doing great. So, I just wanted to add a little more. Thank you. I appreciate it. So layered on top of this peacock shirt, this is this is a night out to just go hear some new music, okay, by mm-hmm. myself in Philly. Layered on, layered on top of that is an athletic jacket. Uh, we're, I know we're not all in favor of this brand these days, but this is this is the black jacket that I have layered very on top sporty. of that. And then, yeah, very sporty. And then on top of that is a, not a car length, a full length camel colored peacoat. Ooh. Oh, yes. On my feet, of course. Yeah. On my feet are either uh, Fuego. I don't know if you mm-hmm. know Fuego dance shoes nice. or... Black and white bands. That's my go-to. I love that. Yeah. It's so, so breaking the rules. Feminine, masculine, grounded, flirty. Yeah. There you have it. Oh, and then mm-hmm. what What bottoms are you wearing with this? Or are you just going pantsless? Like what oh. happened? I mean, I'm... <laughs> <laughs> no, it was cold this night that I went out with this outfit yeah. on. I was actually wearing, um, yep, I have them on now. I was wearing these kind of um, stretchy jeans that are button fly that have the fringe at the ankle. So it's a very stylish ankle. Mm -hmm. Love that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love that whole outfit, especially like the more athletic, like athleisure style thin jacket with a long Mm -hmm. camel top coat over it too because that you're right is like totally traditionally more of like a masculine element in terms of you know the styling you know we see a lot of time with menswear where it's like a blazer that's over a hoodie or over a track jacket you know something like that so to be able to do that but with a blouse like a very vibrant feminine blouse is just I, I love that kind of juxtaposition I love I love playing with contrasting elements that way. And I think it's it's so fun. There's just something to it that makes it feel even more unique when you're putting those kinds of pieces together and you're like, this is this is how I show up. This is how I do me. <laughs> and this is how I'm choosing to be me tonight, going out to listen to music in Philly. And yes. it's so empowering. And I love love that whole outfit that you put together. I'm impressed. I'm <laughs> proud. I'm all the things. <laughs> Thank you. Thank yeah. you. One of the things that makes it possible to do things like that is I literally do not care. <laughs> I, 
that's a little shocking. I ask myself, you know, I'm like looking at myself in the mirror. I'm like, does this go? I don't know. Can I pull this off? Is it okay? I literally do not care. I feel good. And that makes it look good. Right. Exactly. Because when you radiate confidence, Mm -hmm. that's all that people pick up on. I'm sure I've said this before on the podcast, but it's so deeply true. And that's why we see people, you know, in all kinds of random situations. You could be walking down the street and see somebody with the most wild collection of clothing on their body. But because of how they're carrying themselves, you are like, wow, like that you're speechless, you're blown away, you're inspired, you might not ever feel comfortable or want to recreate that outfit for yourself. But it's just about the essence of that person, and how they're owning their confidence, their security, and just their ability to show up fully as themselves that specific day. And then to be able to choose something completely different the next day. (laughs) And that's fine. And, you know, I know that you're saying how you can do it because you don't care. And I don't think that that's fully a fair statement to make. It's because I hear that a lot from clients where they're like, oh, I just don't care. And that's where my confidence comes from. It's like, okay, well, you it's it's not that you don't care. It's that you don't allow the weight of other people's opinions to impact your choices. And it's really, it comes down to, do I care? Do I like, like, I mean, you said this too, like, do I like it? That's all that matters. Like beginning, end of story, done. And (laughs) that's really where confidence comes from. That's where your ability to develop your own unique sense of style can be rooted in is just feeling confident and comfortable in what you like and um, everyone else's opinions can fuck off because we don't need. Yes. (laughs) Yes. That's exactly it. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. I love to ask my clients in this series, what their favorite pieces are, their favorite pieces of clothing or shoes, accessories, whatever it is that they currently have in their closet. And I know before Mm. we officially started recording, you were saying how there's a few pieces (laughs) that you couldn't decide. You couldn't just choose one, which is fine. You were in very good company there because often I I do have a few clients who are like, I can't choose, (laughs) which is a good problem to have. (laughs) So are the pieces that you were telling us some of those top contenders? Are they other pieces? You tell me. Yes. I would say that there's one piece that combines the elements of what I'm getting at with that outfit that we just described. Yeah. There's a, and this was actually gifted to me by my first stylist um, when she was doing a closet clean out and she was moving south. So I got some of her, you know, northern clothing. She gifted me a Donna Karen. Is that how you say it? Donna Karen blazer. And I think you've seen it. So it's got a little bit of a shoulder. Mm -hmm. Yeah, of course you do. It's got a little (laughs) bit of a shoulder pad and it goes in at the way it's black. Mm -hmm. And like at first glance, it's a traditional jacket blazer, right? But it goes in at the waist and then kind of flounces out. It's got some netting or tool underneath yeah. it that causes in the back a little bit of a, what would you call it? A flounce? It's, I don't know what to call it. Well, I mean, um, a flounce, 
like saying that it has a little bit of flounce is a good description. It's almost like a little bit of a peplum that occurs because there's like a little bit of pleating kind of that happens too, yes. right? If I'm remembering correctly. So it's a combination. It yeah. has that like little bit of like a feminine kick while also having a strong shoulder yes. with a little bit of padding. It's, and again, like yes. it is that combination of that masculine and feminine. So, and it's got this. Oh, and she has, oh, it has a stretch to it. Oh, yeah, it's right here. It has a stretch to it. I don't know if you remember the fabric, but it actually has give to it. And you rolled, you cuffed the sleeves when you styled mm-hmm. this for me, like once yeah. or twice. But, um, and it's got a single button. But yeah, it's, it sort of like comes together at the waist mm-hmm. and then comes back out. Yeah. So, in one piece, that's, that's the combination of the masculine feminine. And as you know, that's something I've been working a lot on very consciously in the last year of my spiritual growth is just sort of like bringing together the healthy masculine parts of myself and the healthy feminine parts of myself, the parts that allow for sort of structure and flow within myself. So I love it when clothing accomplishes. Yeah, no, absolutely. Would you mind sharing a little bit about what you mean with the masculine and feminine when it comes to spirituality and like the different, you know, those contrasting elements to oneself? Because I feel like that's something that I haven't really talked too much about in the podcast. And I would love for our listeners to be able to hear it from a wonderful spiritual guide as yourself. (laughs) Oh, sure. I'm not sure I'll be able to do it justice, but I will try. The terms masculine and feminine can be misleading. It does not actually mean masculine gender or sex and feminine, you know, male and female. What it means is that we have a blend of energies inside of us. And the masculine energies are typically thought of as ones that are, let me think, like linear, cognitive provide structure, provide grounding. If you know at all about the chakras, often the masculine parts of our spiritual energy is considered to be the first three chakras, the root, the sacral, and the the solar plexus, which has to do with like motivation and will and things like that. And then the feminine is considered to be the part of us that has creativity and flow and has more of the embodies the higher chakras so the throat the third eye and the crown and then the two of them are said to meet at the heart in the middle um now this is i mean it's just one construct it's just one way of thinking it thinking of it it's a it's a jumping off point but the point is that we're supposed to find a blend within ourselves of of having structure and groundedness and flow and like reaching into the the spiritual realms. And when you bring those together, you've got sort of like an embodied presence that really helps you bring the spiritual down into the physical world. And so uh, for the last few years, last couple of years, this seems like so random, but no. I spent most of the last couple of years wearing Vans because they are ground, for me, they're very grounded shoes. They're comfortable shoes. You make contact with all parts of your feet when you're wearing them. And to me, they're gender neutral. They can go, I mean, I have them in, I probably have four different pairs right now. The first pair were my daughter's um, from middle school. When she was done with them, I was like, thank you. I'll, I'll take those. <laughs> they're black and white checkers. They're pretty classic black and white oh, checkered yeah. vans. They're so um, classic. 
entry point. Yeah. So clothing has been a way for me to find expression as I, you know, integrate those parts of my personality. Clothing has been a way for me to express that. So. Yeah. And I love how you explained the masculine and feminine. I think that you did an amazing job. (laughs) And I don't think that I've heard in a long time about how the chakras are connected to it. And then, you know, meeting at the heart chakra. I don't think I have heard about Mm -hmm. those energies in that way. So I'm like taking that time to really process it. And as you were explaining it, I was like, yes, yes, that makes so much sense. I was even thinking about some of the astrological signs and how I'm sure, you know, I start to think like how some of them have more of that traditionally masculine or traditionally feminine energy. You know, when you were describing masculine energy, I was like, oh, Capricorns, like Virgos, <laughs> like that's yes. something a lot of masculine yes. energy. Well, like Pisces feels a little bit more and Cancer, like more of the water signs feel a little bit more feminine, probably because of the flow uh, versus like the grounding and all of that. So Yes. Obviously, our goal is to have kind of like a balanced, you know, balanced chart. So, and the sacral chakra, of course, is the womb and that's feminine. Like it's, it's not, it's not one or the other. It's not either or it's like, you find your blend, find your balance. Yeah, absolutely. (sighs) Love that. Love all these like little (laughs) jumping off points that we've, we've taken, like, of course, that we are going to have to take some spiritual diversions in our conversation, <laughs> for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, my goodness. Hmm. Let's see, where should we take our conversation next? One of the questions that I wanted to ask you. Well, Ooh, no, go ahead. What were you going to say? There's a few things that you've helped me with that we haven't mentioned yet. Mm-hmm. May Tell I mention me those? Yeah, please do. I would okay. love that. <laughs> um, I don't know if you remember helping me with m- making decisions around getting a tattoo, my first yes. tattoo. Absolutely. Yeah. It's one of my favorite things I by the way, to-, to help people with their tattoos, whether it's just if you need permission, like if you just need somebody to tell you <laughs> to go get a tattoo, I will always be that person. I don't think I've ever talked to anyone out of getting a tattoo. So it depends. Depends on how committed you are. But I will always be that person to tell you, yes, get a tattoo. And I will give you a list of tattoo artists. There'll be a few series of questions to help me narrow down who to recommend. But this is just one of the many things that I do. But I'm sorry. Please continue. So I was helping you with your first tattoo. (laughs) Yeah, you were one of the first people that I talked to about it because I I knew that you would have some encouraging words. And so I think it took me another six months or a year before I got the tattoo. Yeah. But just, you know, the process of deciding and finding an artist, all of that stuff, you were very helpful with. Oh, thank you. I'm so glad. uh, Yeah, absolutely. And then the other two things you helped me with, this was last summer, I think or about a year and a half ago, you taught me about eyelash extensions. And I, it was so helpful. I did that for six months during the course of a really tough period of my life where I was feeling pretty low and not my best self. It felt good to have those eyelash extensions to just get me started for the day, get me started with my makeup routine. Didn't have to put on much makeup. 
that was, you know, short-lived. It was six months. And I was like, I feel finished. I feel done with it. And then also I had not done a facial before. Maybe one time someone gifted me a facial. And so I asked you about that process and you taught me about dermaplaning. Yeah, yeah, dermaplaning. Mm -hmm. And yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So all kinds of little tidbits that I appreciate learning from you. Oh, of course. It's it's really my pleasure. I mean, I love I love to teach. I love to share. I love to just, you know, any knowledge, any experience that I have to be able to pass that along in any way that I can that's helpful for other people. That's one of the things that really brings me a lot of joy in in my life. So when I get to share that joy with other people that I love it, you know, it's just adds to my joy. And I have to say just, you know, from a, a personal note about the eyelash extensions, um, something that I have not really shared about yet on my podcast, but if you follow me on Instagram, if, you know, I know Allison, obviously, you know, but I recently had surgery and I knew that I was going to be, you know, down for the count for quite a bit. And I have been getting eyelash extensions for a few years now. And part of me was like, should I just get them removed before my surgery so that I don't have to worry about the upkeep? You know, I knew that I wouldn't be able to drive for two weeks. And I was like, so my choices are either like get them removed and just get them put back on when I'm feeling better or get them touched up (laughs) literally like the day before my surgery and then get them like refilled as soon as I was able to drive again (laughs) two weeks later. And that's what I chose because I, and I did some other things too, just for my own self-care leading up to my surgery where I knew that I wasn't going to be physically feeling great for a while. I knew my body was going to be going through, going through it. And so having my nails done, having my eyelash extensions on, even if I wasn't wearing any makeup and like literally living in oversized sweats, just having those little things for myself was so helpful for me (laughs) while I was going through my recovery, you know, just to be able to like look at myself in the mirror and be like, yep. That like that badass like stylish part of you, she's still there. Like she's just she's That's resting right. right now. She's taking recovery because she needs it. But like she's still there, and she'll be fierce again when like her body catches up. So I'm I can speak for myself and how much that's that helped me recently. And I'm so glad that it was something that helped you when you were feeling just that you know lower point in in your life. You know when when you first reached out about that. Yeah. I love that story so much, Susan. I know that surgery was a long time coming and was a really yeah. big undertaking. And I completely understand how those bits of self-care were actually not so bitty. It, it actually was, was big yeah. and helps you remember who you are when your whole body is changing right. in an instant. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And I know that that's not something that everyone can understand. They're like, oh, like, how can eyelash extensions make you feel like you when (laughs) it's literally like not a natural part (laughs) of yourself? But when it's something that you're, you're so used to, you know, like when you're getting it done regularly and you just, 
and you don't have the time to do your own makeup. You're not feeling physically up to it or everything else in your life is just, no, not going the way that you would like it to in that particular time to just have that like little bit of normalcy or just something like that, just a little bit of self-love that can continue to just exist Mm. while everything else is happening. It can really make a difference with, you know, and especially for someone like myself where style is a big, (laughs) big part of things for me. So being couch bound and, uh, you know, limited to what kind of clothes I could wear. It's like, all right, eyelash extensions and nails. We're going to come out strong (laughs) during this whole surgery recovery. Yeah. Absolutely. And if, if I may comment on what style, you know, what it means to be a stylist, even though I'm not you, what I really feel is important is that uh, it's part of creativity and it's part of aesthetics. Mm -hmm. So the way that you feel in a perfectly arranged room that's thoughtfully and creatively designed and, you know, like all the pieces are there. Like right now I've got, you know, this particular candle with my particular incense and my particular Oracle cards, you know, everything is just so in my physical space and it's aesthetically pleasing to my eye. That to me is what styling is. So it's not about vanity and it's not about not wanting to bring forward your natural self. It's that it's aesthetically pleasing to you and just the way a painting is, or, you know, even the way that a piece of music sounds to somebody, if, if you're a visual person, then that's, it's everything. I love everything that you just said. And I truly appreciate you sharing it because I'm, I feel so inspired. And I think that you're completely right in how oftentimes style is viewed as something as a, an element of vanity. And it's really not. It's so much more than that. It's all about that inner self being highlighted as your outer self and being able to introduce elements of who you are to other people in ways that you might not be comfortable communicating with words. And maybe that's like the the neuro spicy part of me. That's like, hey, I might not feel comfortable <laughs> sharing, you know, this part of myself. But if I have, if I'm wearing something that somebody else who sees it, they're like, oh, I see you. You're my people. Then that opens that door and allows for that that's relationship right. to develop or that conversation to happen. You know, whatever it is, it just can create that opening that really, it can be life-changing. So I'm not, I'm not ashamed to say that. Like style is life-changing. I'm saying it. You gave me that permission. I feel very comfortable sharing (laughs) that here because of, you know, our entire conversation that we've had. And I, I appreciate that. Thank you. Absolutely. So I, I feel like I sent you all of these questions and we didn't, I, well, I didn't ask them specifically. We definitely answered a lot of them but is there anything else before we wrap up today Allison, that you would like to share whether it's about our time working together or about how you feel about your style I know you've been so generous in your time and how you've shared about all of our experiences but if there is any anything else that you'd like to share I'd love to create that space for you to do that 
Oh, sure. Well, there's one other thing that you asked me or um, a prompt that had me thinking about what was my style as a kid Mm -hmm. and what were my experiences as a kid versus now. And what I realized when I reflected on it is that I didn't have much of a style as a kid. I remember thinking that if I could wear a white t-shirt and a comfortable pair of pants, like khakis or, you know, jeans every day, I would be happy. That would be great because I was more in my head. I was reading books. I was imagining things. I, I was an intellectual as a kid. Um, And as I became an adult and got further into my spiritual awakening, I came to realize that I wasn't actually in my body as a kid because of very serious early childhood trauma. I actually wasn't embodied I was sort of floating above my body, even though I, you know, uh, played basketball and, and danced ballet and things like that. So another element of style that I think is so, so important is that it reminds me to come back into my body and it reminds me to showcase my personality through my clothing and my style and through pushing the envelope bit by bit. It's sort of a gift to be able to think about style and to think of who do I feel like today? How old do I feel? What elements of my personality want to be expressed today? It's just a gift that I didn't have in my earlier years. So it's just, it's something, that's the reason that working with you has been such a major part of my spiritual awakening is that it reminds me to to get in my body and stay in my body, um, even while my spirit and my mind and things like that are healing. I don't know if that makes any sense, but it's just, it's been really significant for me. Yeah, no, it absolutely makes sense. And I I've seen that quite a bit with, you know, different clients that I've worked with over the years where there's that ability to disassociate from our bodies when we're either sticking to a uniform, you know, and just wearing the same pieces like time and time again, or wearing clothes that don't really say anything about ourselves. You know, they, they're clothes that you've just kind of acquired, you know, for however you've acquired them, they've ended up in your closet, and then they've ended up on your body. And you don't feel any certain way about them. That also kind of allows for that disassociation to kind of occur. And when you are being really intentional and choosing pieces, it, yeah, it forces you to acknowledge your body, your acknowledge yourself in this moment, in this exact moment without thinking any other way, because you're dressing your body as it is right now. You're not dressing your body as it is five years ago or five years from now. It's right now. And that in itself, I think is a very like grounding exercise. And I don't know that I've that ever really thought about that, was, that way. <laughs> that was actually so profound. Yes. Yes. It requires you to be here now. You're dressing your body for right now. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I know I've thought about that in more of like a a body positivity, body neutrality perspective, but I don't think I ever really thought about it in more of a, a grounding embodied perspective. So 
that just gave me some really awesome yes, food for thought. This whole, I'm going to have to like listen to this episode again, Allison, because I feel like I have gotten so much from it. I am <laughs> like, I'm so grateful. Every time I talk to you, I always feel so inspired. So I love that I just get to share you with my audience and just it makes me happy. Allison is such a gem of a human and I feel honored to know you and so thrilled to have you in my life. Thank you. I feel the same about you. And it also feels very good to be seen and known in this way. I truly appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Of course. And Allison, if you're comfortable sharing, where can people find you? How can they learn more about you? I'll share, share with us and how people can be like, oh my gosh, I love everything she's <laughs> talking about. Um, like she has a background in psychology and Reiki and spirituality. Like, Sign me up. I need some Allison in my life. <laughs> uh, I, on Instagram, you can find me at I am Allison Drew. That's A-L-L-I-S-O-N-D-R-U. Yay. Well, thank you so much, Allison. It was such a pleasure. And everyone else, until next time. Thanks for taking the time to listen. The best way to support this podcast is to subscribe and leave a rating and review wherever you listen to podcasts.